All right, guys. Yo, welcome back to uh, the Meta Now podcast. We got a we got a fun one today. It's going to be about um, jerking off to YouTube, and you know we've all done it. Uh, YouTube can be very seductive, and it's I think it's really important to learn as much as we can from it. However, it can, can get to a point where it becomes a bit of a crux. So today we're going to talk about that and talk about how we overcome our own mental masturbation and how we really focus on getting out there and doing the work, uh, not just you know sitting around all day and, and learning about it. So to bring in the guest today, we have uh, Hudsman, as always. What's up, brother? What's going on? Uh, we got Mr. Gringo Guides, Jaron Scott. Hello, man. Howdy. And we got the newest member to the Men of Now community, uh, Andy. Welcome, Andy. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for coming on, man. And, Thanks. you know, before we, we before we get into this, um, I think it'd be a good time to announce that, you know, we do have the Men and Now community. And as we, I just said, Andy is one of the newest members. Uh, we launched it uh, very recently here. And it's basically a place where you can come and learn from all different people, from all different walks of life who all specialize in something different. Um, we have an addiction coach. We have a dating coach. We have a fitness coach. And we have another fitness coach. So, you know, whatever your question is and how to level up as a man, we got people here for you that can help you. And, you know, I think having a community is really important as well because we can get out of that mental masturbation by putting in the work. And when you surround yourself by people that are actually putting in the work every day, uh, it really makes big differences on your life. So uh, to begin, let's just dive right into it. So I'm going to open up to the, to the panel. What do you guys consider mental masturbation? I'm going to start with that one. I'm going to start with that one because I see it a lot coming from um, the red pill space, I guess, kind of where I began Back in 2017, when I had to move home with my parents, um, I found solace in watching Rule Zero every single weekend, watching all these guys do their podcasts and talking about you know being successful out there in the dating world. And I kept doing that, kept doing that. And, you know, Saturday afternoon, Saturday nights, I'm just sitting in my bed, like sipping a couple beers, listening to this stuff, not doing anything. And it was after a while, it took me a while to kind of realize what I was doing, that I ended up going out and practicing the information, because that's really what mental masturbation is. It's you're just consuming the content, expecting that you're going to get better. And we see this a lot in the group chats and in other communities where guys speak like hardcore, like, no, this is the way, like, you know, like, uh, it, whatever, I can't think of something off the top of my head, but like they speak as if they know but they don't know from experience. They know from regurgitating things that they're listening to online. So to me, I think that's uh, the most important aspect of it is to break out of mental masturbation, you need to be taking action. And that's what I think is so great about what you said, Joel. In this community, you can't just stay siloed by yourself and listen to the stuff. You're actually going to be encouraged and pushed to go out there and complete the things that you're learning about. Absolutely. And you're going to want to, too, because when you see guys leveling up, like I just came down to Mexico City and I'm watching Jaron here have all the success, um, just having to have a hell of a life. And it's like, OK, if I want to enjoy that, too, I have to get out there and start putting the work. You beat me this last week, though, because I've been under the weather. It's it's driving me nuts. Same thing today. I've got a I've got a girl here nurturing me back to life and got two text messages. Hey, I'm in town. Let's hang out today. I'm like, oh, it's a beautiful day, but I feel so shitty and. I know I want to power through it, but I know if I go out and like drink or party or something, then it's just going to prolong the, the shittiness there. So, uh, so yeah, Joel's, Joel's been on fire since he got down here. Um, in terms of mental masturbation, it does kind of suck. It is easy to fall into because this last week I haven't really felt too well physically. 
So I'm just kind of taking it chill, take my laptop into the room, you know, still work, do what I need to do, but have uh, the YouTube on in the background. And it's really easy to fall into those uh, kind of infinity pools is what a business coach of mine used to call it. Uh, Social media is kind of the same way. You're just incessantly going through your stream and you're not really doing anything. You're getting little dopamine hits here and there. And I think YouTube does kind of the same thing where you... You, you, you catch on to a content creator and you binge all their stuff or certain topics of so me like the uh, the Israel war going on right now. I was literally just in Palestine and I knew those little fuckers were up to something because you could feel it in the air. So now I'm watching it like I knew it. I knew what I was onto it. But we're like, what am I going to do about it? You know, like the only world I can really affect is mine right here. And when I was over there, the idea of Mexico was so far off my head that it took me a readjustment period to get back home and get back in my normal life. But the thing is, I do have a normal life. I do have a world that I've created for myself. And I came through kind of like HUDs did through the red pill space. And yeah, I, I came through it through trauma, like a lot of guys do. <clears throat> Found myself doing some mental masturb- masturbatory uh, type behaviors with that, where you, 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 there's a couple of phases. You regurgitate everything at once. You're like, oh, yeah, 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 this is the way the world is. And then a lot of guys just stop there or they get pissed off and they stay there. Well, I took it a step further. I'm like, okay, well, I'm the arbitrator, I'm the architect of my own universe. I can actually create the world I want to create. And I went ahead and sought out to do that, where I meet a lot of guys. Uh, I've been involved in groups here, here and there in the past. Uh, I've gotten invited to a lot of meetups, conferences, t- uh, those types of events. And you'll meet guys or you'll go out to get some drinks uh, with them after the events and they'll go talk to chicks and then you can hear that negativity come through them where they're, they're doing a good job and they just blow up the interaction and in my head I'm like all right yeah you're one of those red pill guys that okay you haven't really internalized it and made it work for you yet you're still kind of in the academic or theoretical phase or what I call a lot of guys get really dogmatic about it like never double text or oh if she flakes on you she must be with another guy no dude like chicks get busy or like double text she maybe didn't see it I, I have chicks double text me. I go through my Instagram messages like, oh, shit, that's like 40 messages ago. Didn't even realize you messaged me. So uh, you get a lot of these guys that follow these dogmatic rule sets, and they think it's doing something. They think it's driving the needle forward. But really, once you get to the point, like, yeah, you should learn the rules, learn the way the world works, but you can internalize that. And then you throw out the rule book. You have, you have a set of guiding principles, like some basic, basic best practices. But outside of that, you can play the game. I mean, really, I, I think the game really becomes the game. You start winning when you can make it your own. Like, all right, here's the way I run my sequence. Here's the way I do my first dates. Here's the, day, here's the way I do follow-ups. But I break my own damn rules all the time. So I think it's, I think it's important to uh, understand that when it comes to mental masturbation, yeah, there's the whole lack of action aspect, but there's also that kind of um, analysis, per, not even analysis paralysis, but where you get so stuck in your head that like, all right, well, if things aren't exactly the way they should be as per these uh, set of rules that some other content creator who's not me uh, put out there, then I'm just not even going to try. And I think that's really damaging the guys when they fall into those, uh, those thought trains. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, I've spent so many times just, uh, you know, watching certain red pill shows and I get out there and I'd be so resentful towards, <laughs> towards women. I'm like, this ain't really working. No, dude, they're um, fun. Yeah, yeah right. uh, not not the shows, but the, <laughs> the women are fun. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Andy, any thoughts on on mental bat- masturbation for yourself? <clears throat> yeah, a few. I mean, I, I, first thing, I've always been really good at taking action. So, but my my thing is, I do need um, a lot of research. So, any kind of particular topic, I sort of delve into books, and I'm, you could say I'm looping, just sort of keep going over the same thoughts in my head. Um, so I do, I do do a lot of research and a lot of listening and a lot of podcasts and things, and I tend to play them over and over again. But the one thing I've always been good at is just, 
just taking action. I don't, I don't really have a problem in that regard. Um, but I do actually consume a lot of content. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and just what Jaron said there on like the guys, you know, when they're going out and trying it on with women and things, it's usually when they're kind of learning about dating. I, I think there's a process. I think you've got to, is it like fake it till you make it first? You, you, you've almost got to learn the lines and little tips and tricks before you can really get good and internalize it. And it's only when you get to that point where you can kind of like forget about it because it becomes almost natural and intuitive. So I think there's a lot to be said about the, you know, the tips, tricks, all the lines and learning about all these different things. You need that at some point in your life. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I like that a lot. And that actually touches on a point I wanted to make that um, was brought up that is the reason why we're doing this. Uh, one of the other community members had asked, can you talk about like what is necessary information versus unnecessary information and how do you decipher it? And I think in your case, even though you are watching a lot of content and you're consuming it, you're doing it with a purpose. So it is necessary information for the goal that you're going for. I think a lot of guys, they may start somewhere and then before they have taken that action on the information they've learned, they've already moved on to another topic. And so they've never finished. It's almost like if you think of it like courses, they've never finished that course before they went on to the other course. Like they never took the final exam and got their license. Yeah. My, uh, my coach, he, he sort of described it to me. He said, um, he just needs a three line exec summary to take action. Whereas I need the sort of, you know, the 300 page with all the research and all the bits and pieces. I need all the detail. I will I'm just like you that. there too. Uh, I, I'm an academic <laughs> by nature. I need to re yeah. not regurgitate, but I need to consume absolutely everything. Uh, get the full comprehensive uh, dynamic of whatever situation, pick it apart and then put it back together in a way that makes sense for me. And that's, that's just the way I, I've always kind of worked. I've gotten better at streamlining that process in the past where it's like, all right, I just need information. I need it concise. I need it broken down and then I'll just go with this and then I'll make it my own kind of as, as I go. But, um, I brought up the term <clears throat> earlier by accident, but now I think it's a good time, like analysis paralysis where a lot of guys, they just over, over consume information. Um, Andy, they, they mentioned you're a diet guy. Like, I, I guess I'm a fitness guy too, okay. but, um, it, it's the same thing like, oh, we'll do this diet versus this diet or this training split versus this one. Or what are you natty or not natty? Like I'll, I'll literally get guys reach out to me. It's like, bro, are you natty or not natty? And I can tell they can consume, they, they expend a lot of energy around just that topic. I'm like, dude, just get to the fucking gym. Just go. Don't worry about it. Like technically, okay, you're taking creatine and you have a bunch of GMOs and shit. You go to a supermarket. You don't have to like murder your own chickens to eat them. Like, okay, are you natty? Who really cares? Just get going. Start lifting the weights. I can tell by looking at you. They're usually skinny guys who do that. Well, I don't know, bro. I, I, like, I, I want to be natty. Like you are natty and you look like shit. So get to the gym. <laughs> oh, man. I like the point you guys are making that there is a, po a point in time to be watching YouTube and consuming a lot of content. And um, just so people watching, they're like, Oh, these guys are saying one thing and do, I mean, we're on YouTube having YouTube channels. So it's like, <laughs> we're kind of like drug dealers in a sense, if we're, you know, taking our own medicine here, but you know, there is a time where I was, I had a lot of solitude many times in my life. I've gone into monk mode. And in those times it's like, well, I don't have a ton of friends around at this time. Uh, I'm not really living my, my dream life at this moment. So all I can do really is learn and kind of make up for that time that I didn't learn in school. That was kind of my big reason for getting into so much YouTube content because school was just, <laughs> I learned nothing there. Like yeah. I, the question I was asking, when, when's the last time you guys took a square root? 
who the fuck takes the square root after after high school or college it's like uh and we spent so much time on that so now having gotten to real world i'm like okay i can learn everything i need to know to survive basically as a human being and so i will go through periods where i, where I consume more content than others and then other times where i take a step back so like for you guys has there been a time recently where you've really like use YouTube for your advantage or, or reading and then made some huge steps from it. Yeah, just general research, really, just on any topic. So, you know, in my work and things, there's always some knowledge in YouTube. And um, I, I have a, a particular technique for learning. I've got it. It's, it's like Tim Ferriss's way called um, information diet. So you're only taking in things that are relevant. I can convert forget unimportant things like that including everyone's birthday and all that kind of because they're not important you, anything you can put in a calendar you don't have to remember so you've got to reserve what you bring in so practice things like only remembering important information so yeah i use like the information diet so i can consume a lot but i'll just pick off the very important things that i need and so i don't really have a problem with overconsumption say I've noticed too that once I internalize something, then it, it's mm. kind of the same thing. So if I need to learn something new, then I put it in my uh, operating memory, kind of on the forefront of my consciousness. I consume all the information. Again, pick it apart, put it back together, make it work for me. And then I, I'm constantly running multiple hypotheses in real time. And then once I have, pretty much have an idea, then I commit it to long-term memory. Like I actually have like a mental meditative process where I take it from my mind and I put it in my gut. And then I don't have to think about it anymore. It's just there. It's a part of me. So uh, I'm, I'm cruising to my course right now that's coming out next month. And uh, some of those things are really tough because I'm getting, I'm getting to these modules like, oh, I don't even remember why I do this or how I came about it. I just kind of know. And then uh, guys will drop in my DMs after these kinds of streams. They'll ask me questions. I'm like, damn, that's a good question. Like, I forgot that someone maybe at a more uh, beginner or novice level, that these are things that are of concern to them, but these are things I overcame years ago. So um, I think I, I like that point to where, like, only take the information that really matters. Again, I consume all of it, but I'm constantly in real time trying to reject as much information as possible. Really, I only need the little nuggets and the little tidbits of the missing piece of the puzzle to put it all together and then make it mine. And again, I'm just, I'm just on to the next thing. And I think a lot of guys get stuck and they just they stay in that first step of the process of just bringing in new information. Well, this coach says this, and this guy says this, well, what about this? And like, you're, you're not doing anything. You're, you're, that's why there's, that's why we use the term mental masturbation. You're just, you're getting off to the idea of visualizing, okay, maybe I can be like this guy someday. Or I've noticed when I've gone on more popular shows, people look at us almost as W as WWF or WWE type characters. Like we're avatars, like, like there's team Jaren and team this guy. And like, do they realize that we're friends in real life? <laughs> like it's, it's the weirdest thing. That's fair. Oh, yeah, Joel, to like answer, if you, you were saying like specifically something recent, I, I don't know because I'm doing it constantly. I mean, even just today to uh, get together the affiliate links, um, I was refreshing on some information, looking it up, seeing different ways of doing it. Um, that's something that I can think of. But other than that, I just kind of move forward. You know, constantly, as Jaron was saying, rejecting more information than uh, internalizing. Um, but it's happening for me all the time. It just depends on whatever the next thing I'm trying to uh, accomplish in my life is. Yeah. I, I had a question too. Um, 
for you guys, maybe what, and this just occurred to me, it's not something I thought of before, but I realized that there's a lot, a lot of guys, uh, well, just in general, as human beings, we have a tendency to uh, have a confirmation bias. So like you, you go out there, red pill's a good example. Oh, I just went through a terrible divorce. All women are horrible. Let me find a content creator to reinforce that fact. And then you just do that over and over again. And then, and then they come to guys like me, like, I don't know, man, I can't get laid or like, oh yeah, girls must all suck. I'm like, you know, it's funny when I thought girls sucked, I had shitty dating experiences. And now that I think they're <laughs> awesome, because that reflects my my reality, I don't have those issues anymore. I think, I think Joel, you asked me the other day, like, when's the last time you had to kick a girl out? Like, dude, I don't even remember. Like, it, it, it's happened, but year, year and a half, maybe? I, I, I can't even recall. So I, I'm, I'm wondering, well, what do you guys think here that when guys, like, maybe, and again, especially for, like, manosphere-type topics, a lot of times trauma brings guys to these spaces, but they're, they're looking not to seek enlightenment, but more, it, it's almost like... Um, it's almost like a nur- confirmation. They want confirmation. Yeah, it's almost like a nurturing effect. Like, okay, it's okay because like all of these guys are experiencing this too, and they go to these really niche spaces. Like, all right, all women are out there to hurt us, or they're all three hundred fours, or and that's just an example. Or like, guys are getting into fitness. Like, oh, I'm an endomorph. Just can't, I can't ever get a six pack. I used to actually think that, and then I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna get a six pack, and then I did it. Um, so, so to what degree, if any, do you think like confirmation bias is what brings guys into these areas, gets them in the, these mental masturbatory type states? And then they, the, the, again, the problem I'm trying to get at is they never get out of there or they, they just keep getting further and further into it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely see that. You want to go ahead first, Andy? Yeah, I was just saying, I've seen that a lot with guys that I know and, um, what they're actually doing is, they're, you know, like life's like a mirror, you know, of your beliefs. So they're, they're almost like it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you go into an, a situation with that kind of view about women, you're going to get that back. You know, you can't you can't have that. So they, they're almost consuming this content, getting these views and then wondering why nothing's going right for them, because they're, they're almost manifesting that lifestyle. You know, you yeah. can't go into it with that view. You'll get nowhere. And I, I think the reason why they end up going that direction is because it gives them a sense of comfort because they have, they're surrounded by people yes. that are supporting their belief system. And that, that comfort, uh, comfort is, is, it's a hundred percent it. Well, I think the comfort is like, Oh, see, it's not my fault. It's everyone else's fault. It's women's fault. It, it, there's, you get again yeah. big names and they're like oh all women in miami are three or four is like dude there's some awesome women in miami i always have a great time when i go there and i've literally been there with buddies hey we have a mansion we have a yacht we have the exotic cars and beautiful women are like yeah i'm not into that i'd rather just hang out with you let me know when you're free and we can like just go for a walk on the beach i'm like no hold on hold on no i'm not the yacht and my mansion guy i'm actually the walk on the beach guy and like fuck <laughs> like i'm being incongruent here so and and when I started going to Miami for like these types of, you know, a lot of content creators are in Miami for these types of events. I literally thought that until I lived in reality and realized, no, it's not, it's not, it's not like that. That's a very, very small subsection of the population there. Yeah. I had, had kind of this yesterday, actually. Um, so one of my confirmation biases with that American women, uh, kind of suck. And I went on, <laughs> I went on a date last yesterday, like at noon with this, uh, uh, I thought she was Mexican, but she's from the States. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> she got me yep. good, dude. And I came back. I was just telling Darren, I'm like, I feel terrible, man. Like, and in the past I would have, I watched so much content on like why, uh, you know, the, the fresh and fit stuff, all those, all those channels. And I really got ingra- ingrained in my head. So yesterday's 
I guess, disappointment could have actually been my own doing because I had consumed so much of that content. But I think since I have gone to a new place and I've experienced true femininity, I was like, you know, maybe I just don't want this anymore. And I've outgrown this. And so that's why I think it's important to get out there and put in the work. And then we went out last night with this like, and I was like with a super feminine girl. I was like, dude, this is, <laughs> this is like night and day difference. So I think, you know, the confirmation bias was kind of true. And at the same time, I I was grateful that because I had gotten out of the mental masturbation and started taking action, because I could have stayed in the U.S. and in that safety zone for the rest of my life and just been like, yeah, you know, dating isn't for me. You know, it's it's because I'm Asian or whatever. But I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go somewhere where people of different races are uh, more widely accepted and of higher value. And it's just been fantastic. So. That's kind of what I take away from it is just like, again, it goes back to like getting out there, putting in the work, uh, making sure that, you know, you're not just sitting in front of the TV all day. And sometimes you have to make drastic moves. Like we had my my mentor on last week on the channel. He's this Australian guy. I met him in a recovery meeting and he told me to sell all my stuff and go to Poland. <laughs> and I listened. It was the most like magical thing that's ever happened. So <laughs> sometimes you got to take extreme measures. Um, same with like exercise, diet. I wanted to get big, so Jaren's like, "Hey, let's go on a bulk. Let's get on some, uh, you know, some some testosterone." And it's something that I was always like, ah, "I'm not going to do until my 45, 50." But I'm like, "You know what? Screw it. Let's just do it. Uh, it's going to be fun." And we've been having a, some crazy lifts, so it's definitely <laughs> been worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just going to ask you something there, Joel, on uh, what you said about. So what you said about American women. Um, I'm in the UK. I hear the same about UK women. I've got my own almost confirmation. By they're pretty rough. I was in the UK a couple months uh, ago. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yep, they're, they're, they're like American chicks. Yeah. Well, how much do you guys think that's true? Because, like, you know, like I, I love Poland, right? You go to Poland, it's totally different. Any of Eastern European, they're all more traditional. They're all a bit more feminine. People say English girls and American girls are a bit too westernized, all that kind of thing. I, I mean, do you guys think that's truth or is it just a confirmation bias or what you know there's got to be something to it what do you think i think they come from all walks of life so um i've noticed that for example i, I get into the I, i've actually mentioned to joel too is like so all my dates are for first dates are straight to the house and like they're they're almost always lays it's very rare that like if, if a chick agrees to come straight to your house if you don't bang her on that first meetup then you screwed up somewhere and eventually you iron that out of your first date sequence so I'm wondering if that's creating a confirmation bias for me to where like, all right, like all these chicks are kind of uh, disposable, but in the end I'm making myself disposable. Whereas part of me kind of misses going out on the dates and like have like just hand holding and waiting for the first kiss and like flirting to lead up to that. And a lot of that stuff came from red pill. Like, and I tell that to my guys, you got to bang them fast and furious. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's, again, it's a, it's a self-selecting group of girls that are reacting to what I'm putting out there. And I wonder that when I travel abroad too, um, I used to always think that, oh yeah, American girls are terrible. But when I was in Europe, uh, my brother and I spent some time backpacking around this summer. We met some really awesome American chicks, like some real conservative, like down to earth, just wholesome, just great feminine, beautiful, no tattoos, no foul mouth, no alcoholism, weird drug use, no like scandalous, you know, skank type stories or anything. Just awesome, high quality American girls. I'm like, what? 
why don't why don't I meet you in the U.S.? I'm like, oh yeah, because I go to places like L.A. like and model parties where we're all you know we're all smoking weed and drinking, or I, I live on a beach and hang out with like stoner surfer chicks. Like that's why I'm not meeting them because I'm not going to where those girls are. But when you're in the in the Middle East by yourself and you're like, oh, you hear English, you're like, hey, you and I are the same, so you kind of get together. Like, oh, you're not like other American chicks, but I might not be like other other American guys to them. So I, I think it really depends. Um, I think when you when you paint broad strokes, you have to be careful. Like, okay, yeah, in general, American girls are not as feminine as they were in our grandparents' age. Uh, okay, I get it. You know, it's pretty pretty abundantly clear. But that's not to say that they aren't out there or that you can't bring that out of them. Um, Joel, you mentioned like the, the feminist type girl yesterday. I've come across those girls every now and then too. And yeah, they can be a pain in the ass for a bit. But eventually, eventually you can break through to them and they'll just drop that part of their identity because it's not a real identity. No, no one is actually really like that. No one really truly believes that. But they're, they're, they're in their little bubbles in San Francisco, Los Angeles, whatever the equivalencies are on the East Coast or even in the UK, like, you know, your more liberal type cities. And they're just trying to fit in. Everyone's just, try, everyone's just trying to do the best they can in this life. So I've always, I've always wondered, and I've asked myself this question a lot lately too, like, okay, what is it about me that's attracting these types of women? Just like the Miami thing, like, I don't attract thoughts. I don't attract gold diggers. I don't attract girls that are looking to get green cards by marrying a white guy. I, I, I used to, but uh, it's been such a long time. I can't, I can't even imagine those kind of girls existing, but they are out there. You hear about them all the time. I've met them before, but it's just, it's just not what's coming into my orbit at this time. So I think, it, I mean, and you guys, you guys can opine on this too. I'm just kind of spitballing here, but uh, maybe there is something to that in terms of what you're putting out there is what's coming back to you. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, we are talking about the two. Uh, yes, as you said, Jaron, uh, American women are not as feminine as uh, maybe years, decades past. Um, and then also every culture is different. So every culture has different values and different levels of that masculine and feminine. Um, and so I think that confirmation bias really comes from who do you surround yourself with and what type of content are you consuming? Because if you are just surrounded by a bunch of like red pill guys and consuming that content, then you're going to have that negative mindset. If you are uh, hanging out in San Fran, like you're saying, and you're a part of uh, a bunch of really hardcore feminist groups, you're going to start to adopt some of those mindsets and it's going to change how you naturally act. And so, yeah, I, I really think that that's, that's a, a great point. Um, that's really all I wanted to say on that. I, I it's yeah, we kind of create our own realities. And until we look inward and think about how we're actually presenting ourselves to the world, um, that that makes a big change. Because like, if you go on dating apps, for example, you go on dating apps, and you see what looks like a wholesome girl, but she may not be as physically attractive as what you want. And you're only swiping on the hot girls that don't look as wholesome. Well, boom, there you go. There's your answer. Those are the types of girls you're going to end up with. So it's just something to think about. Yeah, I think a good activity too, and I've, I've done this recently, uh, log into YouTube and then see what's in your recommended feed or look at your history and then realize that you are the content you consume essentially. And I, I figured that out about myself a few years ago or I recently had a separation from a private group I was involved in for, for years. That was a big part of my life. So now get going away, and, I, and I've been moving away from the red pill stuff for a while now because I kind of outgrew it a while back. But going away and like looking at my feed like, 
it, clearing all that stuff from my feed, like, okay, that opens up more space for me to bring new content, new ideas into my life that does become a part of my operating system and the way in which I, I perceive and interpret and interact with the world. So it's like, what do I want to put, what do I want to put in there now? Like what, what do I want to consume? And really what you consume is what you become. So I advise guys, if you're watching this, look through your YouTube feed, look through accounts you're subscribed to on your social media apps and realize that yeah, you're going to you're going to end up thinking and feeling and believing and experiencing the world exactly in the way in which the content you consume puts out there. So you got to be real careful about that and be diligent about it too. Uh, I think the I've next step uh, Sorry. Yeah, go I've ahead. Eddie. Just about looking through YouTube feeds. How many of you guys have used obviously multiple YouTube accounts and have you looked at the different sort of content suggestions and feeds for each account because you might use them differently one for business one for personal for your mental oh yeah <laughs> we're just tossing around and you'll get a completely different feed in there compared to what you've got on this account that might be like really professional for your work you know there's that as well my uh my joel account has like it's like you know football stuff <laughs> pat mcafee show tech tech oh, show's funny <laughs> yeah oh, so funny <laughs> Uh, like workout stuff, and then you go to Sprout University. It's like how to open your third eye <laughs> with 432 hertz <laughs> meditation. So yeah, yeah, I think it's really important to separate. And um, yeah, I can see other people's accounts too. It's funny when you see someone else's stuff, and it's always curious. Like hmm, I wonder what they're wonder what they're looking at. And <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of funny. I think for me, mostly I've switched it a lot to music. So I find, and this could be a good tip going off what Jaron said is. You know, if you're struggling to find out who you are, um, take a week off any YouTube consumption. This might be really tough. Uh, yes. It's been something I've worked, been working on. And when you start going out in the real world, 100%, you're not like consuming Spotify or whatever while you're walking through the grocery store. You start to see your own beliefs, like really what you believe. And it can be unpleasant. <laughs> it's like, shoot, I thought I was this guy because I've been following um, Jaron Scott on, on YouTube. But when I'm not listening to Jaron Scott every day, wow, I actually think a lot different and I don't even know what I think maybe, or um, maybe like I'm, I'm, I'm way, I can't actually act on some of the things that I hear on YouTube. So I think it's a really powerful exercise to try out mm -hmm. and see, see really where you are in your journey. Um, you mentioned a good point too. Just get out. I know this last week yeah. has been drive, driving me nuts because I, you know, I want to knock whatever the fucking head cold is out. But I've been dying. I've been dying to go out because I realized too that yeah, as you start pulling away from the content creators in the YouTube. And years ago, I made the commitment that all right, I'm going to create rather than consume. But you still consume, and especially when, like, I don't have much going on because I'm stuffed up and shit. So like, I'm consuming stuff. But I've realized that when I go out and then just erase all that stuff in my head, you got to be careful what you carry around in your head too. Once you once you disconnect from the digital world and go into the analog world. But when I go out, like we went to a zombie parade yesterday, got my face painted, like they do really cool stuff around Day of the Dead down here. And it's like two weeks of celebrations. I wasn't thinking about red pill stuff. I wasn't th thinking about finance stuff or fitness stuff. I was just in the moment and like, oh my God, like this is amazing. And this is just in the city I live in, but it's really easy to get sucked into your digital world and then forget what's out in your analog world. And I think a lot of guys do that. And I've been there too. There's a couple of years ago where went home for Christmas and then I got, I got COVID and then I tore my meniscus. So I couldn't walk for like six weeks, like without my knee seizing up. So I was in my mom's basement, just smoking weed and watching like the Alex Jones show. And that was about like the, that January 6th thing. And like a part of me is like, yeah, yeah. Like go get him. I'm like, whoa, no. Like if I was healthy and I was good, I'd be out in my day-to-day -day life. Like, you know, 
saying hi to people on the street or like, you know, ch- shooting the shit with guys in the gym. And that wouldn't even be a part of my reality. I don't, I wouldn't even know that's going on. So for me, like a big thing is too, like just stop watching the news. And that's, that's really tough also, but make the distinction between your digital world and your analog world. And a lot of guys, their, their entire identity is their digital world. And then when you unplug from that and then disconnect yourself mentally too, when you go out and about in your city or your neighborhood, realize, oh yeah, like it's, what you see on TV or YouTube doesn't really match reality at all. It's all curated. Dude, hundred percent. Such a good point. Like I remember, yeah, if I watch enough sports stuff, I'll go out and like thinking I'm like a, an athlete. <laughs> I walk yep. around and it's like, dude, <laughs> Just, oh, you I make wa- YouTube videos. <laughs> I started watching the, uh, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger on Netflix last night and like, so like I get up to and come to the kitchen to get a drink of water and like my back just felt wider. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like, it's crazy how susceptible, even if you consider yourself like a mature man, a smart, you know, whatever intelligent adult that when you put ideas in your head, I'm literally walking around the living room like, oh, yeah, I'm so swole, like just from watching Arnold. <laughs> uh, it's called priming. Yep. Yep. It's called priming, Karen, you know, yeah. you're beating yourself stuff that, yeah, yeah. In psychology, they call it priming. So you, so marketing works. You know, you, you strip feeding ideas, and it, mm-hmm. this thing, it's uh, you're almost your ideas are interlinked, and you start forming new ideas off that too. But yeah, priming is uh, it is. I was just, I was just going to say um, about the what what you talked about before, Joel, with the, um, you know, with the uh, going. To, I've got it here actually in a book. Hang on. Right. It's called associated memory, which is what we talked about. It's where ideas are linked together. So like when we <clears throat> when we start diving down rabbit holes and things, this is where we can associate a new memory from a, a current memory. So it might be, you know, like when you're watching YouTube and you watch some sort of content that's leading you one way, it ends up leading you down a path and you end up searching for even worse information and worse and worse. I know YouTube can spiral you down into a rabbit hole but you can do that with your own brain as well um i don't know have you any you guys any experience of that like you know when you you're almost going further down like you talked about red pill have you ever gone further down in terms of researching deeper and deeper topics or has youtube done that for you you can get some you can get to some dark places when you do that uh, if you if, if you keep going and then you get into stuff like all right this seems like it might be a little extreme and then you go to you're like whoa like no uh for example, like a lot of the red pill spaces, it, you'll hear this in mainstream media and they'll say like, oh, they're a bunch of like far right extremists. Okay. Yeah. What does that really mean? But there are pockets of that area. You can go into it and they, and they think like you'll, you'll, you'll stumble across groups who are like, oh, they literally believe that like the little hat people with like a global tribe is like controlling all the world. Like, well, they're not, they only have one country and there's like 10 million people there and only half of them are actually of that tribe of people and they're always being attacked. So like if they really control the world, like don't you think that they wouldn't be in the situation they're in right now? Like, so like, so you'll, you'll go down the rabbit hole and you'll be like, okay, you know what kind of exists? And then you'll stumble across you like, whoa, whoa, no, not, not my room of people. Let's, let's back up a little bit and come back to the side of sanity. Yeah, I think I've gone too deep where it's like, it's like, it's like when you seek the truth, sometimes you're going to find the truth that isn't very pleasant. And for me, it's, it's come from, again, I, I consume the content and then I go out and meet new, meet people that are living the principles. And then like, sometimes they'll just tell me stuff. And like, I uh, heard recently, like, I think uh, after world war two, us recruited a bunch of the um, people that were you know working in the concentration camps to, to do research for the U S and like the CIA. So there's a Operation bunch of like, 
dude, I was yeah. so disappointed. <laughs> I, I, grew, like, I grew up in an like, area oh. like that. Yeah, we built the bombs. <laughs> like, fuck, man, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> yeah, Werner good. von Braun was a war criminal, but like he got he got us to the moon and we beat the Soviets, so he's a hero, you know. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't need to know that either, Joe. Yeah, there you but, go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's okay. Yeah. So uh, actually, you know, I think we're gonna start wrapping up here pretty soon. But Andy, I wanted to turn the question on you. Like, what have you experienced with that yourself? Well, sorry. What? Just relay back again, Joe. Oh yeah. Um, will you go too deep, or you get recommended stuff yeah. that takes you down that yeah. that rabbit hole? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it can happen in in kind of many ways. I don't know if any of you guys have ever fell asleep with YouTube on. You got the headphones on, and yeah. you wake up at about three in the morning, and you you're like, whoa, way way out of where you started, and it's just sort of gone all that way down. I mean, yeah. that's one example. But even if you just, you know, I can. I tend to listen to things when I'm sort of doing something physical. It might be like doing a bit of gardening or chopping some wood or something like that. Something that's a bit autonomous where you don't need to think. Best time to listen. And that's when you really start sort of going into deeper and deeper topics. Yeah. And I've I've done, just think about what you said, Jaron, about looking at your YouTube history. I've been through and I've had to clean out all sorts of absolute yeah. garbage. So I thought, what were I listening to? But, you know, this is improvement isn't it you know if you look if you look back at yourself from sort of six 12 months ago and you're not laughing at what you were actually doing and you've not really improved up you you know you want to see that but yeah i've had to do that i've had to clean out all sorts of garbage i think yeah. that now like the version of me a year now looking back at me now in this very moment I'm like oh that guy's an idiot <laughs> so like so i constantly <laughs> ask myself like what am i doing right now that i need to change so me a year out won't think I'm as dumb now as uh, what, whatever, but I, I'm constantly running through those thought experiments or uh, it, running it in parallel. So me in the present, me a year from now, and then compare myself to me a year in the past. I'm like, all right, I've made a lot of strides, although it doesn't feel like it sometimes. What would the version of me a year out say back looking to me? And 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 going back to the YouTube thing, you got to be real careful about that. Like a, a year ago, my history would probably look a lot different than it does now. And in terms of uh, like the mental masturbation type thing, I think a lot of times we ritualize those things. I know there are times where I didn't have much going on, especially during COVID. We got locked down. So I remember I'd, I'd come home and there's certain content creators would be like, oh, their show's on. And it'd be like a three-hour stream of them just talking about how the West is doomed and how, and how, uh, how you know, you're not going to get out alive and you should just go buy a fucking cabin and live in the woods by yourself off the grid. And I would, and, and daily, I'd ritualize it. I'd be like, yeah. And I'd, like, I'd get my dopamine hit, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and then not realizing that I was already kind of doing that. Like, I, yeah, I lived in a big city, but I was just in my room by myself watching these guys for hours on end and not doing anything. And then so, so now when I get that urge, like, all right, yeah, let's go outside. Let's go, let's, let's go do something. Um, and then not only do you overcome that urge, but you actually get to start living in the real world, which, again, I think it, the Internet is a, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. A lot of people get sucked into it. Like that movie Wally in the opening, like the opening scenes of like the first act, just a bunch of fat people ingesting liquid calories, rolling around on chairs and then just screens all in front of them. I think that movie came out in like 2008 or so. And I remember I was like this. It's a cautionary tale. This is exactly what people are going to look like in, I thought, like 50 years in the future. Nope, 10 years in the future. It's, exa it's exactly where we're at. So got to be real careful with that stuff. Again, disconnect and get out in the real world and try not to over-ritualize it because it's, it's just a dopamine hit. It's a, masturb mas masturbation is a perfect term. It's just like jacking off to like porn or something. It's, 
it's not earned. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. You got like, you got a nut in your hand now, but like you didn't earn it. You didn't like go conquer a chick or something. You just spilled your energy. And then now what do you have to show for it? You know, I think that's why I think, I don't know if you guys journal, but I think my journaling is so important because you can always read back where you were. Think about journaling. You're recording in the moment. It's the most accurate way to record where you was at any particular moment. And you can like read back sort of six months, 12 months back. And it's so powerful when you when you do that, because you can, if you said, like Jaron, if you said, look at YouTube history, look at your journal from 12 months ago, if you were embarrassed at yourself, look at what you were doing. So, you know, I, I, I believe in that type of stuff. Measure backwards, you know, really important. Joel, that's why I'm, that's why I'm so diligent about you mapping your diet and keeping your uh, your bulking log because then you can look back. <laughs> yeah, I got <laughs> You know exactly what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so cool. Yeah, I, I think that's you know a good a good place to start wrapping up. And the question I have for you guys to to wrap was what would one thing you would recommend to do to get out of the masturbatory cycle? Uh, Andy, I think you just answered it with you know journaling. That's a, a fantastic. Mm. Uh, avenue it's um i always say this and on my channel as well you get it out of your head and into physical reality like there's something powerful about that that clears it up because uh otherwise it just ruminates in the head and you know you might think you have the answer but it's still like there's still energy focused on it so i really appreciate that tip and um i, I you know i got back into journaling a couple of days ago and uh i feel better <laughs> it's it's weird it's a subtle thing has uh made a huge difference so I want to pass on to Jaron then any tips you would have to, you know, get out in the real world and start living life. Besides uh, the screen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've already kind of gone over them. So, um, make a mental note between, okay, what's the, who's your digital self and who's your analog self. And if your entire identity is based on the content you consume, then you have a problem there. Um, step more into your analog world. It is painful for a lot of people, especially younger guys. A lot of them are really socially kind of awkward or weird. I thought I fell into that camp when I was younger. And then I realized like now that I'm becoming more sociable and going out there, like, no, I'm not the weird one. Like everyone else is weird. Like there's, there's, there's something wrong with society these days where I, where I live in Mexico, not so much. They're naturally social people, but, um, so desert or, uh, create the distinction between your di digital self and analog self. Try to move more into the analog world, or at least make sure those things are, are continuous so there's continuity between them so if you're if you're like mr keyboard warrior by day and then at night like you're just some weirdo walking around the park or something like that like try to like try to try to bring those identities together and then in terms of getting offline and getting out there just just find stuff you like doing and you have to read uh, joel you, your, your stuff would probably be great on this for addiction but you have to retrain your brain that okay these little doping hits i'm getting from getting likes on instagram or scrolling through my TikTok feed and watching these dumbass videos uh, for me, like I retrain my brain that I like, I get that same dopamine hit when I'm walking outside and I get that nice crisp morning air after a, a rain the night before, or the birds are chirping or the flowers are in bloom, although they're going to be blooming here soon and I'll get allergies from them. Uh, but, but you have to, you have to retrain your brain in terms of like, what is important to you or what should take priority. And I think those are some good first steps there to start getting out of, again, what my business coach used to call an infinity pool or that mental masturbatory loop that a lot of guys fall into. Cool. Thank you, Jared. So I would break it into uh, three parts. Um, essentially one, you need to be taking action. You can't just be consuming content. You need to take action on it. Two, you need to do things step by step. If you're learning something, don't learn that thing, not take action and move on to another thing. 
I think that that's so important because that's what guys tend to do. They want to consume everything all at once because they may be excited about a new topic, but they really need to take step by steps. That's what I find with guys in dating. When I get them going, they try and how do I get a girl to squirt? I'm like, bro, let's just get a mash on Tinder first. Yeah. Like <laughs> start there. <laughs> Come on. That's, that's literally what it's like. So it's got to be step by step and they want to jump forward steps when they haven't completed the previous steps. So just be cautious of that when you're going out there and consuming information that you don't trip over or skip over steps because it's only gonna hurt you in the long run. And then three, find a community. I mean, these men's communities are great because you're surrounded by people that you can bounce ideas off of, um, you can learn from, everybody has a different experience and they also are going to motivate you and push you to actually get out there and do the things that you want to be doing. Yeah. Oh, awesome tips, man. I would, I would second that, echo that, um, really getting out and getting put into action, right? And, uh, you know, find that balance for yourself. I know there's times where, you know, we've been talking about getting out there. There's times I have to go back and kind of, you know, reassess everything and, and kind of look at the action I took and was it effective? Did I get the results I wanted? And if the answer is no, then it's like, okay, where do I go to find, you know, how to correct this problem? So like Andy said at the beginning, using YouTube and stuff as a tool instead of a crux mm -hmm. and, once I've started doing that, it's been, uh, it's just awesome. And life can just be fantastic. And you're going to go through periods of highs and lows as we all do. And just, I would just say, appreciate the highs when you, when you, you have them and remember it's because of all the work that you've done up to that point that you get to have the highs in the first place. And so, Hey, you know, I have an addiction channel that's like, Hey, might as well be addicted to life. It's, you know, we all have that urge for something for pleasure. It's, I think it's a human condition. Um, and it's like, and if you can use that effectively, it's going to be very I think here's a good question to ask yourself too uh, as one last point before we wrap up um when you're watching new content really ask yourself how does this make me feel like like do, do i feel empowered do i feel enlightened do i feel like i can go conquer the world or am i pissed off and and it's weird because like we do like things that harm us so like just like the alcoholic hitting the bottle it feels good your brain registers that like yeah this is awesome so when you're consuming content and you, and you come around like yeah i'm like pissed off of the world the west is dying and women are all a bunch of 304s like really ask yourself like how, how does it make you how does it make you feel and that's kind of an indicator of whether you should be consuming that or not you know based on whatever your internal value hierarchy or belief system is but i caught myself doing that like okay um I, i'm watching this stuff i'm just pissed off all the time and then i carry these ideas around in my head and and it's recreating that in my reality so uh, opt in, opt out of things that really aren't getting you ahead. Opt into things that like make you feel empowered, make you feel enlightened, make you feel like you're a better human being, like you're transcending, like you're getting a better experience in life. And another big thing is too, which I identify in some of the the content spaces I used to be involved in. Uh, what be it in terms of uh, call to action? Well, if there is no call to action, you probably shouldn't be consuming it. And two, if the solution is, oh, just blame someone else. So, oh, blame it on women. Blame it on this race of people. Blame it on this nationality. Blame it on, blame it on white people. Blame it on English speakers. Okay, if that's your solution, then that's a non-solution. Like, you're just going to keep getting shitty results in life. So really, when you do the content audit, uh, ask, your, ask yourself some of these questions and be honest with yourself. Like, is this empowering me or is it taking my power away from me? And then that, that should kind of help you steer, steering the right, the right direction there. I love that term, Jaron, uh, content audit. <laughs> so that's yeah. the action for everyone watching today. Go do a there content audit and uh, see where you are. So yeah, subscribe to my channel. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we you know we hope you guys can stay around this channel as long as as long as you you need. But at the same time, we're gonna take our own medicine here. We want you to be out there and maybe uh, you know 
to say this and it sounds almost weird saying it like not needing to consume our content all, all the time because you've learned from us what you need to learn to go be effective in the world so um, but we do appreciate you coming in at this point in time and to wrap it up everyone just wants to go around and uh say where you're where people can find you and um we'll, we'll wrap with that so andy uh, start us off uh, <clears throat> hi i'm andy holt just go on instagram at andy holt underscore azl Oh, cool. Just Is that it? Follow yeah. it. That's, that's Z for our American listeners. <laughs> Z, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, from that, you get everything else. Yeah, I've, got, right. I've got a smart channel, but you can, it's actually a link from there. So I've got two things. I've got, I've also got a meetup group, which I do sort of biohacking. That's my other kind of, as well oh, as awesome. the training. I do biohacking. So I do a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff on that. So yeah, it's, it's really good stuff, but everything's from my, instagram if you go on there um the other thing that i do is my business but that's completely separate that's a bit a bit boring and techy um yeah just enter instagram you'll get on you'll, you'll be right at home in our group yeah we're a bunch of nerds in there. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that <laughs> and jared to you yeah, uh, follow me at Gringo Guides. So I talk about like the living abroad topics, do some dating stuff, fat to fit transformation stuff. But really, the the, the brand's going to go more in a direction of like intercultural stuff. You know, li living the lifestyle abroad, how to do that um, wherever you're at in the journey. I do have a dating course coming out in the next month or so. So you know, give me a give me a shout. Instagram at Gringo Guides. There's a link to my channel. Subscribe. You know, like the videos, follow, share with your friends, all that good stuff. And then uh, be sure to check out the uh, Men and Now community. Any one of us up here can get you in there. So uh, feel free to reach out to us, and we will. Uh, take you to the next level yeah hell yeah good stuff um at the hudsman on instagram easiest way to reach me i'm a dating coach you can reach out to me with any basic questions there or if you want to schedule a consult and again just echoing it men of now community is awesome would love to have you guys in there I don't know if you guys have heard of the Men and Now community, but it's I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Uh, What's yeah, that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Get well again. Echoing, echoing the boys. Uh, it's a place to come and you know meet like-minded men that are all focused on leveling up and staying out of that negativity. And you know we're focused on spirituality stuff that really isn't talked about in the Red Pill space. So you can meet any one of us in there and ask us questions. Um, really find out what you need to be successful in life. And uh, for me personally, you can find me on Sobriety University. It's a YouTube channel. And I talk about addiction, overcoming, you know, um, dopamine hits of all kinds. So uh, definitely tune in there for, for weekly content. And um, yeah, other than that, yeah, appreciate everyone coming in. Again, follow the Men and Now channel as well. We're, we, we have a podcast that, you know, we have our, our Sunday streams. And I really look forward to them. They're fun. And we get to, you know, talk about really cool stuff like this and meet really cool people. So um, everyone here is welcome. Everyone is um, I'm here to level up. And so thank you guys for tuning in. And Huds, thank you for, for pushing through this, man. You know, this, mm -hmm. is, this is a man leveling yep. up. We won't say why, but um, yeah, we got some tough cookies here. So I uh, appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you in the next one. Peace. Yep. Cheers. Cheers.